Super Talk Mississippi media production. Well, pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. This is the Eagle Hour with Bob Getty and Luke Johnson. Happy TGIF, everybody. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studios in Laurel and Hattiesburg. Friday edition of the Eagle Hour opening segment. Monstered for you by Dickie's Barbecue Pit, a proud supporter of USM. They cater any event, large or small, and they cook fresh meat every day in-house that we know you're going to enjoy. So the next time you have something planned, let Dickie's do the cooking and visit the home team. Dickie's Barbecue Pit, smoked here, loved everywhere. Pack show today, Chris Massasich, who is a former baseball player for the Golden Eagles, on the show. Alexis Hurley, who was scheduled to be with us yesterday, will be joining us a little later in the program. But uh, we know right now baseball is on everyone's mind, and so we're going to go live to Starkville, Mississippi, where the official meteorologist for the Eagle Hour, Jack Duggan, is stationed. And, uh, Jack, what's the weather forecast? Well, I'm looking at a lot of clouds, Bob. Uh, Tarp is still on the field here. We've uh, Golden Eagle has been in the ballpark since uh, a little bit before noon, and uh, uh, there's been about every 10 or 15 minutes there's been a little bit of shower, and it's it's uh, it has stopped and uh, – they're, they're hoping they're going to be about a three or four hour gap here where we won't get any rain. And uh, as far as I know, we're still ready to go for two o'clock first pitch. Uh, the Golden Eagles are, uh, have been uh, in the Palmero Center next door, uh, getting their pregame work in uh, as we speak. They'll probably be back over here in a minute. Uh, Mississippi State uh, team is uh, kind of milling around in their dugout, uh, uh, and we should have baseball here around two o'clock. Uh, you just got to get the tarp off and. Uh, this, this field looks like it holds water very well, so, uh, you know, sh- should be hopefully ready to go here by 2 o'clock. All right, Jack, is the plan to play a game today and then we're hearing two games Sunday? Is that official or unofficial? No, that's unofficial. Uh, we're still we're still planning on trying to get a game in tomorrow. I don't know if we will or not. Uh, a lot of people think that that's the, the, the most probable scenario is that we will play two on Sunday, but... At this juncture, we're still scheduled for a single game tomorrow and then a single game on Sunday. I got you. Are, are there Golden Eagle fans there? Uh, really, nobody in the ballpark yet. I see maybe uh, five or six people <laughs> in the ballpark. So, but they're milling about, and uh, I guess yeah, it's kind of it's 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 a little little uh, different than your normal game day. Uh, with the pomp and the circumstance uh, where you hit batting practice on the field and then you take infield, you know, all that sort of goes away. Right. Uh, and uh, so we'll just – looks like probably just line up, do a quick anthem and play ball this afternoon try to get this one in. I got you. Luke, you got something for Jack? Jack, uh, Walker Powell throwing today. Can you give us a starting lineup for the Eagles? Yeah, I can. Uh, Eagles will go like this today. It'll be – Kind of the way it's been uh, so far uh, this this season. They'll start with uh, Montenegro will be in left. 
Uh, Gidry will be at second. Uh, Hunter Slater is going to hit third. He's off to a great start, a 615 batting average over his first three ball games. Walner is going to DH again today. Uh, Brent Blaylock is in right. Uh, Cole Donaldson, the sixth hole, will catch. Uh, Danny Lynch in the seventh spot will play down at third. Uh, it'll be Storm Cooper at short in the eight hole. And then Fred Franklin uh, in center will hit nine for the Golden Eagles today. I know it'll be a special day for Brant Blaylock getting back up there, and then uh, you know now and now in our colors, but uh, should be an exciting uh, atmosphere, uh, Jack. We've heard a lot about that stadium and, and how nice it is, and the Golden Eagles uh, hopefully will do well this week. Well, it's a pretty setting up here in Starkville, and uh, I know our guys are, are uh, ready to play and uh, just trying to get three games in this weekend. All right, Jack. Well, we appreciate it very much. I have one more question I wanted to ask you. I uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We we had heard down here that uh, Mississippi State was actually praying for rain after what the Golden Eagles did for them last year. Have you seen any evidence of that? No, <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you talk about that, Bob. I'm not going to touch that with a ten foot pole. All right, Jack. Thank you, buddy. Enjoy the game this All afternoon. Right. All right, thanks, man. Y'all take All care. Right. The legendary Jack Duggan, uh, the old left-hander. I hope they get to play, Luke. It, uh, it's good for college baseball in Mississippi. It's, it's just good for everything uh, when two programs like this get to play, and, and hopefully, we'll, uh, hopefully we'll see that. Yeah, D1 Baseball had said this was the best uh, series in all the country this weekend. And, you know, that's just a special place in in baseball up there. And regardless of what your feelings towards Mississippi State is, there's been a whole lot of really good baseball players. That's a great place to watch a game. And, uh, you know, pretty cool that that, uh, the Eagles go in there. And and I'm thinking, you know, this is one of those series, Bob, where – you know, Mississippi State has to uh, respect uh, Southern Miss for what we did to them last year and, and what we have on the field this year. I would tend to say that the offense leans a little more towards uh, Southern Miss. The pitching is going to lean a, more, a little more towards Mississippi State. Ethan Small is going to be tough, uh, a tough one for the Eagles to face today. And, and really the first time that, that we've seen a really good lefty so far this year. So uh, it, it's just going to be fun. Please, please, I hope they can get one in today. God. Well, weather is not only affecting baseball this afternoon, it has affected softball. Uh, the school released this a few minutes ago, the the Golden Eagle uh, Jacksonville State softball doubleheader, uh, which was originally scheduled for tomorrow, uh, and that's in Jacksonville, Alabama, has been postponed due to expected rain in that area. Uh, they're going to play two games on Sunday. Uh, the first game will be at noon. And uh, you can, of course, uh, follow the Golden Eagles in a, in a number of ways. But rain affecting everything, uh, probably going to have a big impact on high school baseball over the weekend as well. But, uh, you know, not much you can do about that, Luke. Nothing you can do about it all. And, and what's tough about it when it's scattered like this and when, you know, it's 60% at one hour and 30% the next hour and 80 You know, I just remember how, how as exciting as the regional was two years ago when we hosted in Hattiesburg, how frustrating it was, and especially for the players uh, because they get loose. Um, you get a pitcher that's, you know, throwing really well, and then an hour of rain delay comes. Well, he's done for the day, you know. Mm-hmm. So, if as Jack said, if they can get in that three- or four-hour window and get one in today, uh, I think it's a, it's a win for the series. You want these two teams to 
play. And the question we still want to ask you is Sunday, is there a travel restriction? Are these going to be two seven-inning games if they do the doubleheader? I just don't think any baseball is going to be played tomorrow. Right. Uh, now, basketball will be played tomorrow, and it's a big day in Hattiesburg as the Golden Eagles uh, will start the infamous pod play. Uh, they'll be playing UAB at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon. And then I believe, Luke, the, I think it's one of these rare occasions where we're going to have a doubleheader. I believe the, the women's team plays Louisiana Tech tomorrow after the men's game. Am I right about that? They do, yeah. Men start at two, ladies start at four. And as you heard Coach McNell say earlier um, this week, you know, you should be able to get in for both of those games. Um, so uh, it's, it's, it's one of those things where the, 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 the exciting part about the bonus play is in some ways you're, you're in three tournaments. You're in the bonus play tournament to see who's going to win. And here's the thing. These games are huge because Southern Miss can still go to the NIT. Now, Old Dominion's got to win. It's, it's, it's highly improbable, but it still can happen. And the way it's got to happen is we've got to take care of business. But what you're playing for right now is a possible NIT if you were to win the regular season. Or, uh, above anything else, you're playing for a first-round bye in the conference tournament, which the Eagles could really use. Right. Excuse me. On another subject, I don't know if you've heard this, Luke. Uh, Michael and I were talking about this before we went on the air. Have you heard the news about the owner of the New England Patriots? Yeah, that was uh, not one of those stories you like to see. It came across the wire earlier this morning, and... They busted that ring down in, in Florida, and uh, you know they, they posted a list of everyone that's, you know, uh, being charged in that. And and, uh, and amidst all the just names of people you don't know, there you have uh, one of the most famous sports figures in America on that list too. And and so, uh, you know, the law kind of balances stuff out. It kind of equalizes people, and it makes us, uh, you know, always. Uh, remindful about how we live our life really matters. Tough, Mike, tough Michael's story. convinced that uh, you Patriot haters have got a big smile on your face about this. I don't. I mean, I don't like to see anybody's uh, bad choice by anybody. You know, them right. flush their life down down the drain or their reputation down the drain. And you know, I, I'm sure he'll be fine and suspended by the NFL. But you know, just what it speaks to. You want your uh, your leader of your organization to be somebody of integrity, and, and obviously that's not the way to go. Well, in, in case anybody doesn't know what we're talking about, uh, Mr. Kraft and a number of other people were arrested in uh, somewhere in Florida. I forget where, Michael. Uh, Allegedly uh, soliciting business from a prostitution ring. Have I got that right? Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's the latest uh, from up there. And on a side note, the uh, Patriots are favored to win the Super Bowl again next year. So we'll be back. Uh, we're going to talk to a former baseball star. He'll know a lot about what the guys up in Starkville are going through right now. We'll be right back. Stay with us.
Southern Miss to the top. Welcome back. Thanks to Jack Duggan for giving us that up-to-the-minute report up in Starkville, Mississippi. This segment sponsored by Campus Bookmart and CampusBookmart.net. They carry the biggest selection of Southern Miss merchandise anywhere. Clothing, household items, car accessories, tailgate supplies. You can visit them on Hardy Street across from the USM campus, or you can shop online at CampusBookmart.net. Alexis Hurley uh, coming up just a little bit in the show, but right now we're going to continue our chat about baseball. Our next guest knows a lot about it. Chris Matisich was a player and a good one for the Golden Eagles from 04 through 08. Uh, Played a little bit of everything, as I read here. Short stop, second base, third base. Chris, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. All right, Chris, so let me ask you this. So our guys are up in Starkville right now. They're trying to get ready to play a game against Mississippi State. The weather is not really cooperating. Nobody really knows if they're going to play or not. How frustrating is that for a a ball team? Well, I I think that baseball, the season's long, and uh, tradition-wise, you know, the the rain delays and uncertainty is just a part of it. So I I wouldn't say that it's too challenging. I, I I'd say you don't want to be sitting around too much in February baseball, especially in North Mississippi this mm-hmm. time of year. Right. But it just comes with the territory. Right. Uh, the players enjoy big showcase uh, matchups like this, or, or or would you rather would you rather be playing a team that you figure you're going to beat pretty easily? I would say the big matchup games always get you know the blood boiling a little bit, whether it's a big interstate rivalry like a state or Ole Miss game or, you know, the conference weekends where you're playing the top-notch teams. You always want to be playing the top competition, and it brings the best out of you in most cases. Right. So when you look back on your really fine career uh, at Southern Miss, I I always ask athletes this. I find it very interesting to hear what they say. When you're sitting around one night maybe watching TV or just relaxing or whatever, and you think back on your college baseball career – are there are there specific moments that really jump to the front of your mind? I'd say so. Uh, thinking back, you know, there's some moments that are just team related that you just think of whether I was directly involved with it or not. Um, thinking back to oh five oh six, there was a speaking of big games, like you said, being a Starkville, Ole Miss was in town. We were down three in the ninth, and Bo Griffin had a walk off grand slam. That stands out yeah. to me at home at the Pete. Uh, the, the year Louisville left the conference, you know, moved out. They came to Hattiesburg for a opening weekend tournament. We ended up beating them in the last inning and had a little bit of an on-field altercation between the two teams. That was a pretty memorable experience. Uh, so, uh, you know, those are the two big team moments that I can remember. A couple memorable individual home runs that I can remember in an Oxford regional and uh, one on the road up in Marshall that stands out. So, yeah, definitely can get a snapshot of four or five memories pretty quickly. I can relate to that Louisville-Southern Miss thing. I was uh, covering sports many years ago and at the end of the game got unexpectedly caught in the middle of one of those between Louisville and Southern Miss football players. So that's uh, that was always fun. Uh, All right, well, uh, Luke Johnson's with me. I understand that uh, you guys were in school at the same time. Is that right, Luke? Which, yeah, we were. Chris was. Uh, Chris came in when I was, uh, I think, a junior, and uh, man, just came on some of those. Chris, how you doing, man? Good to talk to you. Doing well, Luke. How are you? It's been a while. 
Uh, it's been a long time, bro. You brought up, I think it was probably one of the most exciting games that I was ever a part of. You talk about the uh, the Bo Griffin walk-off. You know, I had a roommate that night that got so angry that we were getting beat, he went back to the apartment, and then all of a sudden Bo walks it off, and uh, he, he got more mad that he had left. Those were just the beginning days of what we now know as Pete Taylor magic. What was so special in your mind, you know, the memories that you have? Pete Taylor Park is a really special place. Yeah, it is, and especially for those weekend series. The support is there, and there's just a certain amount of confidence you take from having you know the fans behind you like they were, and obviously playing from being a part of those games from '04 to '08. You know that was kind of the heyday, the launch point to that's carried you know the program to where it is now. And I just think there's just a confidence there that you take, and it's you know starts in the locker room. It's a cultural thing, and obviously. Uh, it's continued this year with uh, some of the success from last opening weekend. So it's just a, it's just a. You go ahead. You were kind of you were like a, a Swiss Army knife, man. You kind of played wherever wherever they put you. You were uh, played all three positions, all four positions, or three in the infield, uh, and and you were a, a, a postseason uh, just baller. Uh, you you you're as a redshirt freshman. You you batted. I think you went Ted Williams on us. You batted over 400. The Conference USA tournament. You were part of the 2007 All Regional Team in Oxford. What was it about uh, postseason play that you just kind of upped your game? Well, you know, I think that as the season wore on, I was definitely uh, the type of player that as the weather got warmer and the reps got higher, just the consistency improved. So as the this, this season progressed, uh, I just feel like I got into more and more of a groove. And, you know, like you said, it just seemed to come out, whether it's in the conference tournament or those regionals that I was able to have, you know, some good success with. And I just feel like it was just a scenario where you just get – rep after rep and uh just the results continue to improve as the season progressed that's an interesting they, point they, Chris. They really did. uh so it, it, does that mean and i think i know the answer to this <clears throat> the two teams that we're about to watch play in starkville mississippi state southern miss unlikely they're going to be the same two teams that we see at the end of the season am i right about that uh, there's no doubt february baseball is drastically different from june uh you're going to obviously, hopefully not too significant, but there's there'll be injuries. There's there'll be people that you don't expect to step up now that will become cogs in the lineup in May. You don't know who that'll be. So you know it's exciting to have big weekend baseball in February, but yeah, I totally agree. Late May, June baseball will look drastically different. All right, go ahead, Luke. I know you had another question. No, it's all good. Uh, this is a totally random question, Chris, but uh, Trey Sutton's a good friend of mine. He was a teammate of yours. Is it is it um, safe to say that he was the most injury-prone player to ever play at Southern Miss? That's really not he, nice. He was. He was. And I, I would say that I got some inside information on that because all four years we roomed together on the road. So I got to see him limp into the hotel with his tape still on his ankle for bringing cutters from the training room. And, yeah, he – I think it was uh, it was telling that the very first opening weekend at home he goes on do step up squats on Sunday after the game and gives himself a high ankle sprain. So that was very telling of what his four year career was going to look like. 
<laughs> Coach Coach Palmer said uh, we, we couldn't put enough safety signs up, you know, for that guy. But you think about guys like Trey Sutton, Chris. You think about guys as, as a uh, as a, a true freshman. You got to watch Ryan Frith hit twenty two home runs. It, when you think back on your career, man, with you and the others, how much talent was there in the mid two thousands in Hattiesburg? Well, you know, I was thinking about that before jumping on. And obviously, I redshirted. Right, came in the fall of '03, coming off of amazing '03 spring of hosting the regional, bringing that entire team back. So you don't like to sit and watch a redshirt, but I got to sit, like you said, watch Frith and up the middle see Hoff Power and Shepard work together, and just have a three-man, four-man rotation on the mound that was, you know, second to none. So you know, to be able to come into the program at that point and just be a part of continuing to grow that, that was, you know, a privilege, to say the least. And I love being a part of it. And when you look at the ball, when you look at the program today, Chris, what are your thoughts when uh, you look at this consistently nationally ranked baseball program that Southern Miss has now? You know, I think it's the result of, you know, that 15-plus year success, right? I can remember when I came in, I grew up in Memphis, and even though I was very familiar with Southern Miss being in Memphis Conference USA uh, school there in town, uh, I think the recruiting standpoint was different. Uh, Coach Burroughs came up, recruited me out of Memphis. Up until that point, there wasn't much of a presence uh, outside of maybe a more regional recruiting uh, side of things within baseball. I think now... You know, they're stretching the country to where they couldn't do that before, and that's just a result of the success over the last 15, 20 years. Right. Three kids on the roster this year from Minnesota, of all places. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so that's that's stretching the country, I would say. A little a little bit, yeah. Yeah. All right. Any predictions for the state Southern Miss showdown this weekend? I would have to say uh, two out of three for the Golden Eagles. I like that. We'll, we'll take Amen. that. We'll take that. We'll take the first one today. That'll take a little pressure off. Win the opening game of the doubleheader Sunday, and then we can all kind of relax Sunday afternoon. Are you guys good with throw that? Throw them a bone on Sunday yeah, afternoon. Throw yeah, we'll bone. just throw them a bone. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's a plan. Yeah, yeah but we've got to let them win eventually the or they'll quit playing us. We yeah, know that. Save the, save the sweet for uh, June, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We we do owe them a little postseason revenge. That's for uh, that's exactly for sure. Well, Chris, thanks very much. Good conversation, man, and we appreciate you taking the time to talk to us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, thanks, Chris. Matt, thanks, Chris. Chris uh, Matisich, everybody from the O four O eight team. Those are the guys, really, Luke, that uh, really put the foundation down. I think for this program that we're all so proud of today. It's just his consistency. He went to a regional every time he was there. He brought up a guy named, uh, you know, Ryan Frith. People in the midst of Cliff King and Jeff Cook and those guys forget that in 2004, Frith hit 22 home runs. They did lay the foundation. Mm-hmm. Shameless uh, what you did to your buddy over there, but uh, that's between you I and I text him, right? too, so he knows. Okay. He knows. All right. Alexis Hurley, she was supposed to be on the show yesterday. We rescheduled her. We're looking forward to talking uh, to this young lady next on the Eagle Hour.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Third segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Raisin Cane's Chicken Fingers. Everyone enjoys the delicious chicken fingers, fries, and coleslaw at Raising Cane's. Stop by your local Raising Cane's located all across the state of Mississippi, but especially in Hattiesburg or in Laurel. Raising Cane's, one love. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel, just under 20 Two minutes uh, from first pitch between Mississippi State and Southern Miss. Golden Eagles throwing out Walker Powell today, and he will be uh, facing Ethan Small. Eagles uh, got to Small last year, five runs in the first four innings, and I hope to uh, to do that uh, today also. Joining us in our third segment, Alexis Hurley uh, was a catcher, first baseman, and third baseman for the Lady Eagles softball team from 2009 to 2011, and she joins us now. Alexis, how you doing? Good. How are you? We are great, and uh, thank you so much for uh, being willing to come on today after we couldn't get to you yesterday. All the way from Corona, California, how in the world did you get to Hattiesburg, Mississippi? (laughs) I get asked that a lot. Um, I kind of took a chance and came out on a visit there and fell in love with not only Mississippi, but Hattiesburg. Not only the people, but the campus, as you know, is beautiful. And just really fell in love with the atmosphere and the campus and the people of Hattiesburg. That's uh, that's incredible. You started at uh, at Hope International, and and that was where you you spent your freshman year. So three years in Hattiesburg, and you were one of those players. We just kind of took advantage of your athletic ability, and wherever we got a, we, we're going to put you there. You played catcher uh, your junior year, played third base also. Uh, what was it like? Um, you know, just really sliding into all those spots and being able to play all those spots. You know, I was just kind of always a player that I just wanted to play. So wherever you wanted to put me, as long as I was out on the field, I was happy. So whenever coach said, hey, you're going here, that okay, that was my role for that game. So I kind of just took advantage of being able to play multiple positions. Hey, Alexis, where is Corona, California? It is about an hour and a half north of Temecula, or uh, San Diego. Hour north of San Diego. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I've been out in that area a lot. I, I knew it was familiar. Not to be mistaken with Coronada, California. Correct. Two different. Correct. Two different places. Yes. Right. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. you come. You come from Southern California, of all places <laughs> in the world, to Mississippi. And it's interesting what you said. I fell in love with Mississippi. What did you? Did. What, did, what did you mean by that? Um. The it's just so laid back. And such a slower pace than San Diego. San Diego is, as you know, crazy busy. Mm-hmm. It's a huge city, and Hattiesburg is the complete opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just fell in love with the slow pace and really the genuinely nice people that are in Mississippi. You don't necessarily get that in California. <laughs> right. Right. No, that's right. And were you, were you surprised? I mean, when you came here, what did you expect? Honestly, I had never been to Mississippi. I had traveled a lot, but never really been in the South. So I kind of just went with an open mind. Mm-hmm. And the the overall atmosphere that I got on my visit, you know, it's a college town. Everybody supports Southern Miss which is really what I was looking for in my college experience. Mm -hmm. So to go to a school that's in a city 
that the community that the community backs is just amazing, and oh. that really added to that college experience oh. that I got. Now, did you go back to California when you finished school? So I did for a little bit. Um, my husband and I actually live in Illinois, so uh-huh. we live right outside of Chicago. Um, but I did go back to California for about six years. Mm-hmm. And then we moved out to Illinois. Well, you're, ba- you're bound to have liked Mississippi more than Illinois. Am I correct about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Illinois is way too cold for me. <laughs> My producer here is from Illinois, came to Mississippi, and I don't think has any plans on, on going. And he's shaking his head. He has no plans on, on going back to <laughs> Illinois. So, Alexis, when you went back to California, mm-hmm. did you set people straight about the stereotypical image that people have of our state? Absolutely. People think that it's, you know, backwoods country, and it's not. Right. No. <laughs> Absolutely. Kind of like everybody else, right? Exactly. And people think Californians are stuck up. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, some of them are. It's true on both It's true on both fronts. Right. Yeah, because there are some backwood places in Mississippi. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. So, uh, so do you get to follow the volley? I mean, the volleyball, the the softball team today, and uh, you know, what do you think about the status of the program that you were a part of? I do. I honestly, social media is amazing. I wish sports were involved in social media like they are today. Social media allows me to follow the current team and the previous teams, and I think that. Um, their new coach, Wendy Hogue, is doing a great job moving the program up. Um, so I do think that they have a bright future ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Are you amazed at how many young girls around the country? It just seems like it just seems like every kid you see now that's that's in high school, junior high school, playing softball, aspires to go play college softball. Absolutely. It's. Uh, I did spend a little time coaching when I moved back to California, so. Seeing those girls, you know, seventh, eighth, ninth grade, their their overall goal is to play college softball, and it's amazing how much the sport has grown even since I played. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just amazing how much the sport is growing and how much more involvement there is there is across the country instead of just a couple of states. So it's amazing to see the sport grow from year to year. Right, Luke. I was a, a baseball catcher, uh, Alexis, and your junior year, uh, you started 38 games as a softball catcher. What's the hardest thing about uh, being a catcher in softball, and maybe what's uh, the, the the easiest thing about being a catcher in softball? I'd say the hardest thing is really preparing your body. You know, we play, not to compare baseball and softball, but baseball plays one game a day, nine innings. Softball, we sometimes play two and three games yes. a day. So really mentally preparing your body to play, you know, 14, sometimes 21 innings, um, really taking care of your body so that you can get through those one and two games or three games that need be. There's nothing really easy about catching. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's I really it's funny you say thing. that because we had the uh, – I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, it's okay. Go ahead. I'm sorry. We had the starting shortstop for uh, Southern Miss this year, Lacey Summerland, and she made that exact same point. She's basically the same the same uh, take you had on it. Well, I, I'm not I'm not uh, talking about boys or talking bad about baseball, but they only play one a game. We play two games a day. Sometimes we play three games a day. <laughs> and not to knock baseball at all, um, 
baseball innings are just, as you know, a lot longer. Softball is a little bit quicker pace. Um, so that's why we're able to get, you know, two games in a day. All right. <clears throat> All right. Well, Alexis, are you going to be back to Mississippi anytime soon? I hope to. Um, I really liked how they did the alumni games, but I don't think they do those anymore. It'd be nice if, you know, alumni could come out and play against the current team so that the current team could show us up. <laughs> right, right. Well, I want you to do us a favor. If you're ever back, I want you to reach out and let us know, and we'd love to have you come to the studio and uh, do another segment with us. Would that work? Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on our show today, Alexis. We enjoyed our conversation with you. Thank you guys so much. You guys have a great weekend. All right. Alexis Hurley, everybody, of California, now Illinois. Do you hear what she's saying, Michael? You you understand what she's going through, right? Yep. Yep. You're not going you're not going back, are you? Uh, it's been how long have I been here? Twelve years? Oh, yeah. it'll be thirteen years in May, so yeah. no intention of going back. Especially the way the weather's been. See family, especially up in Minnesota too, because mm-hmm. I have family up there posting pictures on Facebook mm-hmm. of just Feet and feet and feet of snow to the point. We're taking pictures of their kids. You can't even see the kids because the snow is so high. And right. like, yep, it's supposed to be what yeah. eighty tomorrow. Yeah. Having grown up in Northern Virginia, I know what you mean. Snow gets old. Mm-hmm. I mean, down here it's a great thing whenever there's snow. But you live up there where it snows like the the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth snowstorm of the year gets pretty old. And it's not so much the snow; it's having to drive and go places in the snow Correct. and prepare yourself and the fact that most people forget how to drive in snow every single year after a few months right. of summer and it's just it's not worth it. that's right so if alexis is back we, we would welcome her on the show all right just got a text from jack duggan game time now moved back to 2 30 so um I, th- this could go on all afternoon so right now the golden eagles are scheduled to uh Get it going against Mississippi State at 2.30. Hey, want to remind you that next Friday, the Eagle Hour will be broadcasting live from 4th Street Bar and Grill, our newest proud sponsor of the Eagle Hour. We encourage you to stop by for lunch or dinner every day or enjoy their full bar and multiple TVs that they show USM games whenever the Golden Eagles are on the tube. 4th Street Bar is a huge Golden Eagle supporter, and uh, we thank our friends there for inviting us over uh, next Friday. We're looking forward to that. It'll also be a a pre-birthday celebration uh, for our Laurel superstar, Luke Johnson. You can as, be long there. As, uh, as long as as long as Kelly uh, comes appropriate, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I was kidding about Kelly in a birthday suit. I'm going nowhere that Kelly shows up in a birthday suit. All right, Conference USA baseball taking place all over the country. We'll review that with you, talk a little bit about upcoming basketball, wrap things up for this week when we come back. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Thanks to Alexis Hurley for joining us. Also, Chris Matisich and Jack Duggan, the old left-hander. Fourth segment of the Eagle Hour brought to us every day by Carter's Jewelry, located in Petal, Mississippi. Go in and see them or 
Check them out on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Shay Carter and her friendly staff have everything you need in just great, great, great jewelry, including the SMTTT line. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson, Michael Mergens. Game time for Mississippi State. Southern Miss push back to 2.30. We'll get into uh, the lineup and a few lineup changes in just a second. Big weekend for Southern Miss. Obviously, uh, the Mississippi State Series. Beach Volleyball starts uh, their season down in Mobile as they take on Coastal Carolina tonight at 6 p.m. Tennis is at Baton Rouge to take on LSU tomorrow at 10. Women's Tennis at South Alabama tomorrow at 12. And then uh, a, a big, big, big day for basketball. We need you to pack Reed Green tomorrow. Probably won't be much baseball, so uh, you might as well, if you're in South Mississippi, come watch the men as they take on UAB at 2. Ladies follow it Louisiana, uh, against Louisiana Tech at 4. And then softball, their doubleheader with Jacksonville State postponed and now will take place on Sunday. So a, a huge, huge weekend. But, Bob, I told you during the break, Jack had told us uh, the lineup uh, for Southern Miss uh, against Mississippi State. That lineup has now been tweaked, so I will, uh, I'll give it to you now. Montenegro in left, Gidry at second, Slater at first. Walner now playing in right field. Brent Blaylock has been removed from the starting lineup, so Walner in right now. Donaldson slides up to fifth to catch. Eric Horde is your DH in the sixth hole. Lynch at third, Cooper at short, and Franklin in center field. It's kind of interesting twist. Brent Blaylock, the former Mississippi State Bulldog, was starting in right field, has been removed, trying to figure out what's going on there. But uh, still uh, a pretty, pretty good lineup against Mississippi State this afternoon. Right. Uh, other games around the conference uh, taking place this afternoon and throughout the weekend. Iona College will be at Marshall. South Dakota State will be at Florida International. They're just glad it's not the South Dakota State football team. Binghamton at Old Dominion. Eastern Illinois at Western Kentucky. Toledo at Middle Tennessee. Holy Cross at UAB. Illinois at Florida Atlantic. Dartmouth at Texas San Antonio. And here's an intriguing matchup, I think. University of California, Irvine at Rice. Am I right? Is is Irvine not the uh, dirtbags? Yeah, they are. It's the greatest name in, in sports. Greatest name in sports, no question about it. So the dirtbags and the owls, that would be uh, you know, I'd pay to go see a couple of those ball games. That should uh, that should be very good. What else, Luke? Yeah, what else it, is it, happening? It will be. Well, just uh, got some word back. Uh, no official yet, but Brent Blaylock appears to have injured uh, a wrist or a hand because it's wrapped in, in a in a white towel or cloth. They were just uh, I got that that came across Twitter, and then I had a guy message me that said his hand and his wrist was was wrapped up. So that's kind of disappointing. He's a kid that hit a home run in his first at bat last um, last series against Purdue, and uh, but here's the thing. Eric Cord's one of those players uh, where they coach Kaye talked about how improved he was. We only saw him, I think, one or two at bats. He's a kid that needs to get frequent at bats in order for for us to see, you know, that 410 batting average that he had in Juco and 28 home runs. So hopefully Hort will make some noise today. Donaldson in the five hole is kind of intriguing. I think that may be the highest he's ever batted in the right. lineup. But right. uh, you kind of you kind of put him there and, and hope that Hort can provide some protection too. Right. Well, hopefully they'll get it going. So now we're pushing the game back another another thirty minutes. Uh, Southern Miss back home next weekend. Uh, going to be a good ball. Uh, going to be a good uh, week next week, Luke. Uh, I believe it's when Gonzaga comes to the Pete. So uh, another really good baseball program here in Hattiesburg. And I think, and I don't have a schedule in front of me. I think there's a midweek game next week. Am I correct about that? 
Yeah, there should be. I'm looking it up for you. Um, but that, yeah, Gonzaga is a team. I've always been uh, a Gonzaga basketball fan, just kind of you know out there. And long before they were, they started being really, really good. But be intriguing for uh, the Zags um, to come. And the third straight uh, uh, opponent, you know, Southern Miss will face that was in a regional. They do have a midweek game uh, at Pete Taylor Park on Tuesday against UNO. So UNO, okay. University of New go. Orleans coming up, yeah. Also, in basketball around the league, uh, tomorrow, Western Kentucky at Old Dominion. That should be a good basketball game. UAB, of course, uh, in Hattiesburg to take on the Eagles at 2 o'clock. Florida International plays at Florida Atlantic. Charlotte plays at Middle Tennessee. North Texas plays at Louisiana Tech. And Rice plays at Texas El Paso as the infamous pod play begins. We'll see uh, if if uh, you want the Golden Eagles uh, to to play in the postseason, other than winning the conference tournament. Whoever Old Dominion's playing, uh, start learning their uh, fight song and start start right. singing it because we need Old Dominion to lose several games, and we basically have to win out uh, to assure uh, or not to assure, but to to possibly get an NIT bid. All right, don't forget the Eagle Hour is now available a uh, podcast version of the show on Spotify. Google Play, iTunes, and Stitcher. And tomorrow, Michael Mergens will be one of the official judges of the Hattiesburg Mardi Gras Parade. You looking forward to that? You're a Mardi Gras kind of guy, wow. aren't you? Yeah. You looking yep. forward to it? I guess. I've never judged a parade before. Yeah? So I don't know how you judge that. Has anybody tried to slip you any money or any? anybody oh, been yeah. in contact hey, with you? Yeah, so I'm judging the parade tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that would be Mergens at telesouth.com. Yes. All right, that wraps it up for this week. We'll be back. Uh, Luke will be here Monday. I think I'm going to be gone. Not 100% sure, but I think so. Nevertheless, the show will be here. One o'clock, same channel. See you then. Southern Miss. To the, to the top. top. Into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.